Ooh. One month. Yo, the cape, bro. I need to see that cape in live action. It's Just, so bad. Yeah, give me that cape. I, you know. I, right? I would love that cape for myself. I'm going to cut up our bed sheets right now. I'm sure Kelly won't mind at all. She's just going to come home and find me. And she's going to be like, what are you doing? We're going to say, hi, and Moon Knight. I'm Defender of the Night, and you just banish. They're all smoke bombed out. And she just slowly backs out, tries to get the dog to come with her. Yeah, that's that's how it goes here at our home. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Marvel's Moon Knight is coming at the end of this month, giving us a fresh look at the dapper Mr. Knight identity. Mm -hmm. Who is this guy compared to the other identities we've met, and how do they all connect to... Kanshu! <laughs> We're working on it. We are working. We have a month. We have a month to, to lock in on how we're going to kick I, off each I of these know that We were doing episodes. that at the same time. I was like, wait, is that an Eric thing or is that a mean thing? Uh, who knows? At this point, <laughs> who knows what any of this is? This is Inside Marvel, and we are back on Wednesdays in anticipation for Moon Knight coming to mm. Disney Plus March 30th. When this will become our official Moon Knight after show. I'm Eric Voss. With me is MT. Eric, I don't know if you've ever heard the wolf cry to the uh, to a blue corn moon, but I have never seen a wolf cry to a uh, a red adorned moon knight covered in the blood of his enemies, which I'm very excited for uh, in a month. <laughs> I don't know where wow! Going. You know, we were talking about Pocahontas earlier here <laughs> we at New Rock Stars, and MT found a way to get Pocahontas into a video. I'm so proud of you. I just had that on my mind. I was like, I'm just gonna say it. Why not? You did, and it worked. So at the stroke of midnight on March 1st, Disney released a poster for the Moon Knight identity who might be the most interesting of this bunch, Mr. Knight. And we're going to explain why this guy is so cool. And when it comes to Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, Jake Lockley, the vigilante Moon Knight, Mr. Knight might actually steal this show, depending mm. on exactly how they're going to depict him, what voice they'll be using, how he'll fit into this plot, and uh, mm. how many more Moon Knight identities might still be under wraps. You know, because he pulled back one of those mummy wraps, he got a whole other Moon Knight Russian doll under there. I hope that uh, Mr. Knight's voice is just inexplicably uh, Cleveland Brown from Family Guy. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, it's me, uh, Mr. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit off-putting, or just what we need, or just what the show will need. Well, uh, before we talk about Moon Knight, uh, it's not Marvel-related, but it is Marvel-adjacent because mm -hmm. the Batman is coming woo, out this woo, week, woo. and we are so excited for it here at New Rockstars. We can't wait to make some videos about it. Our friends at Epic Hero Shop have a new latest Obsession limited edition shirt for the Batman. It's an incredible-looking shirt with a cool, artful design, and it's not going to be around for long. No. They're No Way Home and their Shang-Chi shirts sold out pretty quick. So you should grab one of these quick before it is sold out. Now, what is our question as we dive into the month of Moon Knight in tea? Well, bro, we got to ask, who is Mr. Knight exactly? Because we got that photo and it looks like so good. Such a good, looks pretty good. adaptation of Mr. Knight for the comics. Literally straight off the page. Like, I think oh, I yeah. saw a tweet from uh, the artist that created Mr. Knight and he was like, 
This is blowing my mind. I love it. Yeah. So Mr. Knight is a form Moon Knight takes in Warren Ellis's run of the Moon Knight comics in 2014. Mm. Initially, that was Moon Knight Volume 7. Whereas the hooded Moon Knight in the white mummy wrappings is a more violent vigilante persona, Mr. Knight wears a finely tailored suit with a form-fitting mask adorned with a crescent moon on the forehead. I love how, in this case, they included this stitched seam down the middle of the mask Mm. to evoke his fractured identity, but also... Also just reminds me at least of how Jim Henson would construct his puppets to have a seam going right down the middle of their heads, Mm. which in this case could also be a way of showing how all of Mark Spector's identities are puppeted by a deeper force, that deeper force Mm. being Khonshu. Because this, uh, all the different versions of uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, they're uh, ideas, they're uh, voices that were in his head to begin with, but they were not activated until Khonshu awakened each of these things. So they were coming from this demonic place, which is just fascinating. Every time you see one step or one word spoken or taken by any of these guys, it's all coming from a puppet master that is now nestled mm. deep in his identity. Personality-wise, Mr. Knight is certainly less violent, more of a genius criminologist consultant to the police right. and crime scenes. He's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes figure, or I guess since it's so easy to compare Moon Knight to Batman, he is the world's greatest detective aspect of that vigilante identity. So mm. when we imagine what voice Oscar Isaac might use for Mr. Knight, we know that for Stephen Grant, he's going to use a lower-class London accent because the show is changing the billionaire Stephen Grant from the comics and to instead have Stephen Grant be a clumsy museum gift shop employee. Meanwhile, Mark Spector is likely to be the past mercenary explorer who got into this mess to begin with. So I would imagine Oscar Isaac's like Poe Dameron swagger there, right? Right. Now, we haven't really heard from Jake Lockley yet, but I imagine Oscar's just going to do his best New York cabbie archetype for Jake. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm driving here. I like hope that so. Um, and then as Moon Knight, Oscar's probably just going to do his low, raspy Batman voice, probably mm. with some notes of Egyptian in there, too, I would wonder. <laughs> um, so that leaves Mr. Knight who, Mm. to contrast those other identities, might have more of a classic film noir detective kind of voice, that uh, that trans-American Hollywood voice, like Orson Welles or Humphrey Bogart. You know, of all the fragile minds and all the Egyptian ruins and all the world, Khonshu walks into mine. Like, <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm at least imagining, uh, yeah. because that's like the one thing that would really set it apart and, and just make him kind of a goofy but awesome character that we immediately <laughs> connect with. Uh, because all of these Disney Plus shows in different ways seem to be uh, evoking certain tropes from uh, Hollywood past or from um, mm. television past. The way WandaVision was really just a love letter to the history of American sitcoms. Uh, uh, Loki seemed to be this, uh, like, Douglas Adams 1970s kind of retro sort of vibe. Uh, And then Hawkeye had this whole, like, uh, Shane Black, Lethal Weapon, uh, Die Hard type Christmas action comedy. So I wonder if Moon Knight might be be doing something similar. Um, Mm. But... What I like thinking about is the potential conflict between these two sides of Oscar Isaac's identity. Like you have Moon Knight, who wants to work outside the law and deliver justice with his fists. <laughs> Whereas Mr. Knight probably wants to cooperate with law enforcement, but really mm. just to be the smartest detective in the room to satisfy his own ego. So I want to ask you, MT, which of these two forms, because we don't normally see both of these forms being the Moon Knight yeah. identity. It's usually one or the other. Which of these two do you think will win out as a dominant identity by the end of these six episodes? You know what? I just think on a, on a purely practical level, 
the Mr. Knight suit and like the whole getup is a lot easier for Oscar Isaac to put on and to just like move around in and like to, to fight in like normally. So like, I just feel like Mr. Knight will probably end up being more prominent and, and we'll probably end up be seeing Mr. Knight, the Mr. Knight persona in more like cameos moving forward in the MCU rather than like having Oscar Isaac like deck or decked out in like a the full Moon Knight costume because I'm I'm sure that that's like a pain in the ass to put on and like you know move around in and all that stuff because I and honestly Mr. Knight is just so interesting as a character and he's just so suave and he's just like you know I know everything basically yeah I I think that both hopefully will continue to uh, play important roles oh, going yeah. forward mm -hmm. but you got to imagine like of the two the bigger ego. It's probably mm. Mr. Knight. And oh, I don't know sure. if uh, if Marvel Studios was serious about adapting Moon Knight into a live-action title mm. until this 2014 version of the character was introduced. Like, whatever uh, attachments you love about uh, previous versions of Moon Knight, and he has been, you know, very interesting to explore um, in years past, but it's in more recent comics where, you know, I think Kevin Feige and his team are like, no, there, there's a live action story to be told in a miniseries or, or a movie. He could be a character that we see on big screen played by a very serious actor. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I imagine that being, I think you're right, MT, the more practical of the two. Mm -hmm. But I want them to have like kind of a uh, an explosive uh, Jekyll and Hyde mm -hmm. kind of uh, relationship in the same way that like Banner has a Jekyll and Hyde relationship with Hulk. Uh, or, like, in a way that, like, I would argue Doctor Strange and Wanda have right now. You have the more calculating Sherlock Holmesian type figure um, who is locked in this relationship with a, with a more savage id who uh, just kind of responds more instinctively to situations uh, and is far more terrifying in a lot of ways, but not necessarily uh, more lethal because they don't always control... Uh, control their rage and they can't always aim it uh, correctly but uh i am just excited to see both i think what blows my mind about watching all this moon knight footage mt is how both of these characters are are characters that i i want to live with and i want to hang out with i'm just amazed how both of these characters look great on screen like they're yeah. characters that yeah i want to spend six episodes with at least um like compare that it's not always easy to pull that off even some of the uh the marvel disney plus stuff like so not all these characters look uh, that exciting. And then usually they win me over once the episodes get here. Yeah. But from the get-go, like, I'm, I'm ready to hang out with this guy. They, they figured it out, you know? Yeah, and like, that's not necessarily an easy character pages. to adapt to screen. Straight from the page, like, Mr. Nice, straight from the page. Like, the, the Moon Knight costume, like, I was worried about how they were going to do that in general. But they did a really great job in, like, in incorporating and in making it look like it was just, like, sort of like an artifact in itself. Like, this is, like, an old right. costume and, like... There's def it's been worn before, and there's definitely been other Moon Knights in the past. So, like, oh, right. they did a really bang-up bang, bang job on that. Like, It's like it, something that you would have unearthed from a tomb or from a exactly. museum that you could imagine some warrior in the past wearing, but also something that practically works right now. Exactly. And uh, he, he holds his own against all the other current Avengers, even. I love how much they incorporate... Uh, mummified wrappings uh, into oh, the yeah. costume and it's all in fact made of like as if he himself is a mummy and you know by extension yeah. thematically it, he is dead inside. It, it even looks like his, his symbol and in in his, his chest like crescent is its own separate right. object that is being like kept yes. together by the wrapping it's so interesting right a weapon a yeah. weapon that is just suspended there in the wrappings mm -hmm. and almost as if by using it he might start to unravel mm -hmm. figuratively and literally his his own essence 
So he has to maintain that control and avoid using this deadly weapon as much as he can. I like There's that. just so much uh, a clever uh, thematic layers. input. Layers! So many literal layers <laughs> into both of these costumes. Uh, they could just be real simple or cosplay-y looking, mm-hmm. but they aren't. They're, they're designed with very fascinating craft in ways that... I don't think we've seen on any of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. I mean, WandaVision had some brilliant, brilliant costumes. Oh, yeah, for sure. uh, but even we see Wanda Maximoff in her Scarlet Witch costume headed into Multiverse of Madness. They had to kind of upgrade it. They had to tweak it a little bit. Mm. I mean, Vision had some amazing design. I think Vision's coolest cosplay look is honestly Zombie Vision, right? Just that huge Definitely. crater in his head. It's terrifying. Sure. The glazed over eyes. <laughs> um so, yeah, I mean, Loki had some some really cool character design, but that's, like, mostly stuff from the comics. The, the I, I was a little underwhelmed by by Kang's wardrobe, or He Who Remains wardrobe. Like, mm. I liked watching the behind-the-scenes Loki um, documentary. Mm. They talked about how they designed different components of He Who Remains wardrobe to be from different geographic and historical eras. And I mm. was like, oh, cool. I didn't see any of that in that episode. All I saw was just kind of, like... <laughs> The colors that looked vaguely Kang-like from yeah, the comics. Very um, yeah, but I'm more excited by Jonathan Major's performance than I am mm. by how they dressed him up and what Jonathan Majors might do next. A lot of that was also just the lighting. They they dimmed it all in this deep blue and indigo tones that it was just kind of hard to make out some of those details. Um, right. And I was just so captivated by his monologue and, <laughs> and the things he was saying that I honestly didn't really care what he was wearing. Marvel, it's been it's been a spell. Uh, it's been a bit, a minute since Marvel has really wowed us with a costume. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal, and I'm Kurt Sutter, and welcome to our new podcast called Pie People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the. Uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. It's trying like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, your, homecasts. Your, your, your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. I feel like I'm forgetting something, right? I mean, like, uh, I mean, we did get, like, the the amazing Captain America suit from Falcon the Winter Soldier, which was dope, but... And, yeah, I, then, I guess that was fine, right? Yeah. It was fine. I like how they fused it with Falcon, and it looked pretty practical. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah. Yeah, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I honestly feel like with, with Wanda, like, in WandaVision, like, that final Scarlet Witch costume, like, we could have done, a, a like, a little bit more of, of an effort to make it look more, like, ancient- because it looks too modern. Mm. And, like, again, this could just definitely be mm. Wanda's, Wanda's interpretation of the costume. Because it looks way too nice. Like, that's, like, yeah. that looks like a fashion major to sweat to town, like, modern. But, like, I would love it if it was just more, like, witchy. And, like, more like, you know, like yeah. the Salem times. Like, like what well, Agatha wears, essentially. Yeah, like, I think Agatha's costume in WandaVision yeah. was fantastic. Amazing. And it looked just like the comics, but it actually looked kind of scary. 
Mm. Like, Catherine Hahn looks pretty creepy with her hair floating, her hands turning black with the pendant, with the, the way that she just owned it. Like, mm-hmm. that was that was pretty great. I think that's up there for sure. I think I just like horror costumes is what it is. I just yeah, we like scary. We like scary bit. women. <laughs> scare me. <laughs> we want scare more me. scary women. We got to talk more about Moon Knight's future, the mm. potential of him joining the Avengers, because that's what his uh, showrunner said mm. in a quote this week. But mm. before we get to that, we want to thank some people who sponsored this episode, starting with our friends at Bespoke Post. This winter, upgrade your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have Box of Awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. Producer Zach wears a cool cardigan that he got from Bespoke Post. He wears that every day. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From winter cocktails to cozy threads and camping gear essentials, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. There's nothing like the fun of opening a box with a cool new pocket knife or a cocktail shaker. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only have to pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small business. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code MARVEL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code MARVEL for 20% off your first box, boxofawesome.com, code MARVEL. We also want to thank ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode, because how did you choose which internet service provider to use? Most of us have very little choice because ISPs are kind of like monopolies in the regions they serve. They use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers, data caps, streaming throttle, The list goes on and on, but worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and then sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. So to prevent ISPs from seeing my gross internet activity, I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all of your network data and then tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISPs cannot see any of your activity. That's the reason we recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You just download the app, tap one button on your device, and you are protected. We love how easy it is to use and be protected. And ExpressVPN does not slow your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by Business Insider and The Verge. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash marvel. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash marvel to get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash marvel right now to learn more. And we want to thank Helix Sleep for sponsoring this episode. MT and I have to be on our A-game during Inside Marvel recording sessions. We can't afford to have a bad night of sleep because of a crappy mattress. That's why we love are Helix mattresses. Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I have a Helix mattress and I love it. MT's Helix mattress is getting delivered soon, so he will report back on how much he loves it in some future episodes. I want a full report, MT. Oh boy, I'm gonna... I test it thoroughly. That sounds weird. Not never mind. I'm just never you mind. Test just, that no. mess. <laughs> test it. Test it with a friend. Test it by yourself. It's all okay. The mattress ships right to your door for free. No need to go to a mattress store. Just go to helixsleep.com slash inside marvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. 
They'll have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel. All right, back to Moon Knight. So, MT, this week, mm. Jeremy Slater, who's a showrunner on Moon Knight, told Total Film that he intends Moon Knight to join the Avengers. He said, quote, mm. Look, if it was up to me, he would be part of the Avengers. It's absolutely not up to me, but I think that's the goal. So I want to ask you, MT, what would it look like? How could Moon Knight fit into the current Avengers lineup that we know? Well, you know, Moon Knight is a huge brawler, dude, and we need a hardcore brawler on the team, um, especially after, you know, the unfortunate loss of Black Widow. And obviously, Moon Knight cannot replace Natasha Romanoff, but like... Bro, we the Avengers need someone that's not afraid to pull their punches. Natasha only pulled her punches with Clint during Civil War, but that's about it. She was like a hardcore brawler. So I think that having Moon Knight join the team could help in that aspect. But also, he's also tied to the, you know, this to gods and the supernatural aspect yeah. of the MCU, which we're moving forward into. Depending on how the whole celestial thing goes with um the celestials grabbing the Eternals to see how Earth is doing. We might need um, some type of representatives on the God side um, on, on behalf of humanity to just represent like gods. And so I think that Moon Knight will be able to be like, oh, um, this is what Khonshu has to say um, about like this type of thing. Being that connection to the, the God realm other than Thor, because like Thor is off in the cosmos doing his thing. So like we need like a person on Earth um, that's going to, you know, connect us to the God realm. So like I think it's going to be Moon Knight. But how do you think Moon Knight's going to fit? Yeah, I think Moon Knight, specifically for his connections to the supernatural, for the dark demonic side of the mm. of the MCU going forward, uh, because we do have Shang-Chi fitting in on the right. Avengers lineup. He's a pretty good hand-to-hand fighter, right? I'd love to see those two Damn go, uh, go into the ring. Um, oh, but, God, you know, when it comes to people who are just really good fighters... Until Secret Wars, I don't know how useful they're going to be for huge mystical threats and what's happening in Thor Love and Thunder. That's, I think, the challenge, you know? You have to kind of let people stay on their own battlefronts and fight wars as best as they can. Um, But I think Secret Wars is going to be fascinating to see all these people in in an arena together. However, but yeah, as you were saying, the more the MCU expands into the supernatural in in the dark uh, uh, scary sides of this world. Moon Knight's going to be very, very helpful. I mean, we do have the uh, the sorcerers. You have Wong. Uh, you have Doctor Strange. They, I think they have a pretty keen understanding of what's out there. But I think right. they're now exploring more into the multiverse, things from other dimensions. Right. Uh, but there are oh, there's plenty of demonic threats in the MCU. And I think the more we explore Agatha House of Harkness and mm-hmm. the history of the Darkhold, with, with Khan, I, I think Moon Knight's going to be the the person that you go to for some advice. Mm-hmm. I also just like I don't know if we've seen in the MCU like a really great detective like Tony Stark in Iron Man three had uh, some pretty good detective skills yeah. uh, explored, but since then you know we don't really see people working with with law enforcement and investigating right. crimes. I think Mister Knight could be really helpful. In that world, I I, I want to see that that part of the world explored, especially how depending how Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness ends, and like what if it ends with like with more dark creatures introduced into New York that need you know that are messing with the people of New York and that need you know your Mister Knight to to help them out. 
like in a sort of Doctor Strangey type way. So like for sure, I agree with you completely. I also feel like there's there's this possibility here, uh, given the way that a Spider-Man Far From Home ended with Nick Fury going out into space, and we learned from Spider-Man No Way Home that Nick Fury has been off Earth for a year. And in mm. Far From Home, we learned that there, there a couple Avengers were like occupied for some reason. What if mm. the actual Avengers, the OG, whatever's left of the team, has gone on into space? And like a new Avengers team will be formed to protect Earth while mm. these Avengers were gone. Because like Nick Fury is mm. probably like, you know what? Nothing bad's gonna happen. Like there's a bigger threat out in space. Let's go, Avengers. And so like you have your your Moon Knights and then your your Miss Marvels and like your your young Avengers coming together. Like we're the new Avengers because there's no Avengers here and we're the only people left to <laughs> defend the Earth. Because um, like that happens. That's a big point in um, I think the Infinity comic series. Um, right before like the whole Secret Wars thing popped off where like there was two Avengers teams sort of defending Earth on, on two fronts. Like there's one team on Earth, one team in space. So it would re- be really cool with uh, the MCU adapted that for sure. I think you're right, MT. I think there's going to be at least two. I really think mm. there's going to be a lineup. I just don't know that every single team should be called the Avengers. I think they should have mm. different names. Like we already have the Guardians of the Multiverse that we saw in What If. Right. We have the Avengers. Um, which at this point, do we need to have a group called the Avengers? I get, you know, for marketing reasons, it's helpful. <laughs> it's helpful. But, like, <laughs> to be Avengers, you need something to avenge. Like, in the Marvel comics, the Avengers are one of many groups. You have the X-Men. You have the Illuminati. You have the Midnight Suns. You have the Fantastic Four. Like, there's... Oh, the Avengers is not the most interesting team, I would argue, that we see. Guardians of the Galaxy is a far more interesting team. Yes, we should have the Avengers, but I'm I'm more interested to see what uh, Moon Knight would do on like the Midnight Suns. Oh, for the, sure. Blade with Doctor Strange with the yeah, because then he could be Strider. more gritty in like uh, you know those darker yeah. like Midnight Suns type of projects than you know an Avengers project for sure. Right, uh, for sure. Uh, well, that will be it for this week of Inside Marvel. But we're gonna be talking a lot of Moon Knight this month or whatever the biggest Marvel story is until we get there. But I cannot wait for March 30th. Uh, March and April and early May are going to be a very exciting time. And then uh, sometime after that, we'll get more information about when uh, Miss Marvel's going to come out, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion. It's going to be a very, very uh, big couple months for Marvel from there March is going to be a big month for fighting vengeance. Let me tell you, buddy. Yes, (laughs) it will be. Don't forget to check out our great merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow MT at Mastertainment, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching and good night and good luckly. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it!